Thank you for being a praying church. This morning's message is entitled Peace in the Age of Coronavirus. The last two Sundays we've talked a lot about love, perfect love driving out fear. Last Sunday, love in the age of coronavirus. And this morning I want to talk about peace and how we can know peace during this difficult time. God's peace, right? The peace that surpasses all understanding, as the scriptures tell us. And again, it's Palm Sunday, and we think about Jesus on Palm Sunday riding into Jerusalem, God's city, already being hailed as the Messiah, and the palm branches waving, a sign of of peace and of victory, and and they're being laid down in the feet of Jesus as as he rides across the palm branches on a donkey. Not a war horse, but on a donkey. Now that's, that's saying something, isn't it? It's actually quite humorous that Jesus would do that. But this is what it looks like for the Prince of Peace to come to Jerusalem. Not to pick a fight. Not to start a war with the Romans. Jesus comes in peace. And I want to submit to you this morning that the peace of Jesus, which we're going to talk about in this message, is available to you and to me even in the most challenging, difficult time that we find ourselves in. So I want to think about that Matthew 21 Palm Sunday passage and connect it it to our own time and and what we're going through right now. You know, if, if we were to ask what happens when our expectations aren't met, what, what would we say? You know, like, like these people who expect Jesus the Messiah, to come a certain way, and he doesn't, what do they do then? You've probably heard this before, right? I mean, the people that are praising him Hosanna on, on uh, Sunday are yelling crucify him on Friday. You know, I don't know if it's the same exact people were a part of that, uh, but, but nevertheless, it, it's to make a point that what do we do when our expectations aren't met. Like right now, will we accept and adjust to the new normal and to this new reality during and after this pandemic and and recognize that things are not the way we thought they would be? That's all part of that. And that's what I want to challenge us with this, this morning. If you would, go ahead and open up your Bibles and turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. I'm going to begin there in just a moment with verse 15. And I'm going to read through verse 27. John 14, verse 15 through 27. While you're turning there, I want to just remind you to remember the church in your giving. Your giving is, a, is, a, is such an important um, thing for us because we can't continue to do the work of ministry without it. And as we've said, we know that not everybody can give, and some of us have uh, had to scale back on our giving or cease giving altogether, and we understand that. But if you are able to give, we want to encourage you to do that. You can do that by going to granthamchurch.org uh, to the giving page, and you'll see several different ways to do that. So just please check that out. I wanted to remind you about that. John chapter 14, verse 15 through 27. Let's read that passage of scripture together beginning with verse 15 
These are Jesus' words. He said, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live. You also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, the other Judas, one of the disciples said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them. He will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus says, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Churches, we think about Jesus and we think about the gospel we see that peace is central to the message of the gospel. Peace is central to the person and the work of Jesus coming into the world. Think about that. The angel who comes to the shepherds at the birth of Christ says, fear not, right? Peace on earth, goodwill toward humanity. When Jesus heals people, he says to them, often, go look in this, in the, in, in the Gospels, you'll see this. Jesus says, go in peace. Jesus calls us to be peacemakers. When Jesus appears to his disciples after the resurrection, he says to them, peace be with you. When Jesus sends his disciples out before his ascension to the Father, he says once again, peace be with you. Jesus is concerned about our peace. This is why we call him the Prince of Peace. All of these reasons and more. And so the question I want us to ask this morning is so how do we access the peace of Christ during this pandemic? How can we know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace? during this pandemic. After all, the psalmist wrote in Psalm chapter 29, verse 11, the Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. What might it look like to receive the blessing of peace in the midst of our current crisis? And here are three things. Again, I'm trying to keep this simple. Three things. Number one, we can get this peace by accepting and adjusting to the new reality. 
that is to settle in. Now I'm reminded of the prophet Jeremiah when he writes to the exiles in Babylon. He says to them those words, settle down. Over and over he says, settle down, settle in, change your mindset. You know, I have to wonder that some of us are thinking that this is going to pass. And maybe with this past week hearing that we still have to distance ourselves to the end of April, we're, we're a little exhausted just at the thought of it. It's going to take longer. Well, folks, please hear me. And I don't say this to bring us down, but it's probably going to be even longer than that. Which is why we need to hear this word. If we want to tap into the peace of Christ, we need to first begin by accepting our situation. Accepting this new reality. Settling in, as Jeremiah said to the exiles. This is the way it's going to be. Yes, there's grieving. Yes, there's lament. But we also need to accept at some point. This is the way it is. Number two, if we want to access the peace of Christ in the midst of this crisis, we need to discover healthy new routines and rhythms, a rhythm of work and rest. Now, isn't that what God created us for? It doesn't stop just because we're in our homes. We still need healthy routines and rhythms, patterns of work and rest. You know, we need discipline. And I'm, of course, reminded of the scripture we heard a couple weeks ago, where Paul told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and self-discipline. We have the Holy Spirit, and what Jesus is talking about in John 14, and that Holy Spirit gives us the power to be disciplined, to develop new routines and rhythms, and to maintain that rhythm of work and rest, even though it may look radically different, drastically different than what we're all accustomed to. And so that may mean, and psychologists are telling us, that it's not good to walk around in your pajamas all day long. (laughs) Get dressed. Find work to do, even at home, because these are good for the soul. It gives us access to peace. A third thing, if we want to tap in to this peace, receive the blessing of peace in the midst of this crisis, is to care for our souls by doing things that make for peace. How can we care for our souls and do those things that make for peace? Those are some things I want to to talk to you about and give you some ideas real quick. And if you're taking notes, I encourage you to jot these down. If we're going to care for our souls, number one, we need to establish empowering rituals. Empowering rituals. You know, we talked about this last fall in our religious, spiritual and religious uh, sermon series. The the importance of, of rituals and routines. Like quiet times and times of silence. Prayer at various times of the day. Maybe practicing morning prayer, midday prayer, and evening prayers. Prayers at mealtimes and prayers at bedtime. This is a good time to develop empowering rituals for you and your family. What rituals may God want you to take on? Number two, 
we can access this peace by and, and care for our soul by having an object maybe or, or a place in our home that anchors our soul and brings us comfort. You know, not too long ago they did these spinner things. It's supposed to somehow ease our stress and bring us comfort. Uh, well, you know, there are some segments of Christianity that don't have a problem having a rosary or, uh, you know, they've got Protestant ones too, uh, or, or, or a cross or something that would bring them comfort. You know, some, often children have, might have a blanket or a teddy bear. We never quite grow out of that, do we, as, as grown-ups? So maybe there's an object that might bring you comfort or room in your house that can be a place of refuge, a place of peace uh, that you could set up for that. I encourage you to do that. Number three, how about exercising regularly? Getting on the treadmill, going for a walk, maybe a prayer walk uh, or, or a hike, getting outside, getting some vitamin D, um, listening to the birds, feeling the wind blow. These are good for the soul. Number four, making sure you're sticking to a routine of getting plenty of rest. Of course, exercise helps us to rest. And, and I admit to you, this is, this is one I need to get back in the habit of uh, as I'm still adjusting to this new routine. But getting plenty of exercise is good for the soul. It gives us access to peace. Number five, being creative during this time with art and crafts and music. You know, I've been reading that throughout history, especially in the church, theologians and philosophers and musicians have done some of their best stuff in times of quarantine, in times of isolation. What might God want to do through you and bring peace uh, to you through these things? Maybe, maybe you want to do that, some art, some music, maybe start a garden. I don't know, but be creative. That gives us access to peace. Maybe this one, number six, staying connected to your church and your neighbors through email and phone calls, through social media, through Zoom calls, joining a small group if you haven't already done that, staying connected, uh, uh, seeing the face of God in others, hearing God through other people's voices to you is a way God gets his peace to you. I'd encourage you to do that. And then lastly, number seven, seven sounded like a good number. Get out play and laugh and have as much fun as you're able in this time. Whatever that looks like for you, I, I, I want to ask, if you don't know what that looks like, to pray about it. Brothers and sisters, what is God saying to you? What do you need to do? Number one, we need to accept, as I said, and adjust to our new reality. Number two, we need to discover healthy new routines and rhythms. And number three, we need to care for our souls and do the things that allows us to experience God's peace. I hope that you will, you'll give that some prayerful thought. And, and as always, ask that question. What is God saying to me? And what am I going to do about it? And finally, remember, church, to extend grace to yourself. Worn out mama at home, extend grace to yourself. Whoever you are, wherever you are, this is a trying time. It's okay. God will give us grace. God will give us patience. But we need to be intentional. We need to be intentional about knowing the Prince of Peace and having access to that peace that surpasses all understanding. Would you do that, church? Let me pray for you. Father, give us the strength. Give us the courage. Give us the creativity. Give us the energy 
to discover together what these new routines and rhythms are, to accept our new reality, to discover new routines and rhythms, to care for our soul, and to care for the souls of others and our influence. Lord, we're trusting your Holy Spirit to give us that peace, to help us to experience you in some new ways during this difficult time. We ask this of you. We pray expecting that you will hear our prayer, that you will give us that peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.